Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Well, looky here. <laughs> what have we here? Uh, I have Mr. John Roca joining us for an all-new Rule of Two, episode 41 it is live here on Collider Videos. It's a Monday evening. We're dropping live these uh, past few weeks. Mark Fernandez is out. So, mm. uh, Roca, we're yeah. doing the callback to our far, far away days. Oh, oh, wow. If anybody is aware of myself or Roca, very uh, years and years ago, we hosted a, co-hosted a podcast called mm. Far, Far Away. Yeah. And uh, that was some really good Star Wars conversation. So with Mark Fernandez out of town yeah. on Sith Business, I thought – we got to do this. Of course. Let's do this. So I, we talked about it last week, but Roka, I know mm-hmm. you were on the after Game of Thrones show. Yeah. Game of Thrones just – it's over. Yes. It's done. And uh, when it was announced that Benioff and Weiss will be doing the next movies, right. uh, a trilogy of movies, that's been uh, – that's a report that's come out. Your take on that? Uh, well – it's a very convoluted question, right? Yeah, because yeah, it is. You're looking at two different situations and you're trying to make an overall judgment. Not mm-hmm. easy to do. Mm-hmm. You look at Game of Thrones. Yes, they used source material that George R. R. Martin had written before and they used that and then you know, and then tried to finish things up to fit how they think George R. R. Martin or rumored conversations that were had right. about how things are going to end up in his books. Uh, so they had to kind of work this all in and shove it into 13 episodes. Right? right, right. So they were hamstrung by the situation. Sure. In this situation with Star Wars, they have more freedom. They're creating yeah. the content. They're, yes, there is source material in terms of characters. But the mythology and the lore, depending on where they start from, is wide open. Right. And so right. they can do what they want. and. The positive is, and I think people need to be more positive about this, Yes, is because there's so much source material to choose from, look what they did, which were the better part, better seasons of Game of Thrones, was using the source material that George R. R. Martin had already written. Right. So they're clearly able to adapt source material in a positive way to have great results. So I think people should be more excited than worried about this situation uh, based on the parameters of this particular Star Wars uh, uh, film situation. Yeah, I love that. And mm. and listen, I I was very lukewarm on the finale. Mm. Yeah, it didn't it didn't really land with me. I thought the first me too. 20 minutes were fantastic. Yes. I had almost considered that the uh, last episode should have just kept going and ended mm. after certain things happened. No spoilers there for those right. uh, watching at home. And then then the rest of the episode just fell Rushed, yeah. just rushed, and like let's wrap this up, and then we're out. And yeah. I'm like, but we've had 
eight years, yeah. eight seasons, and however many years of some fantastic content, fantastic television. It's one of my favorite series of all time. So I have nothing but respect, and I cannot wait to see what they come up with because I think they are getting to the old republic. Yeah. And I want to see that, and I wonder what it's going to be, and that's what gets me excited because if they can do half the job that they did with like Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, I think we'll have a hell of a good Star Wars movie. And if I remember Far, Far Away, which you just referenced, yeah. I'm sure if people went back in the annals of time and found one of our conversations, mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a conversation we had where we said, we hope they would do a Game of Thrones-type Star Wars show on Netflix yeah. and that they'd have the freedom to go back into the Old Republic and do a Game of Thrones-style show for Star Wars. And now it's happening under Benioff and Weiss. It's happening. Something is happening, and, and we're going to have Disney Plus streaming. We're going to have... Uh, Cassie Nandor. We're going to yeah. have obviously the Mandalorian. I wonder if Obi Wan will squeeze in there. Mm. I wonder what's going to happen. But um, it brings us to our point. A lot of people want their in the fandom right now. It seems a little divided mm-hmm. when it comes to Game of Thrones. When it comes to Robert Pattinson as Batman. When it comes to the Last Jedi. Right. And there are a lot of people out there that don't like it. And that that is your prerogative. If you don't like this stuff, I get it. That's your opinion. Yeah. Um, the petitions. <laughs> Get the hell out of there with that. <laughs> but, you know, everybody has an opinion and everybody wants their version of what's in their head. And so mm. why not have fun with that? What if we were given the keys to Lucasfilm and we were able to walk in the door and immediately green light whatever movies we want? What would that look like? I implore everybody out there on the chat room, the live chat room. I'm looking at you guys. Love having you here right now. Look at that chat going wild. <laughs> what would you want to see? Roka and I are going to talk about it right now because it's Rule of Two and it's episode 41. Mark Fernandez is not here. So what I'm going to do is <gasps> rise. That's right. It's episode 41 of Rule of Two. It's a celebration of Star Wars here on Collider Video's own YouTube channel, the main channel, dropping live Every Monday evening, and if you're listening at home on our own Jedi Council Podcast One feed, John Roca joining me. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm excited. Let's get this on. Right, let's get this on. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Everybody in the chat, thank you for joining us. I love mm. having you here. As I said, so what would you do, guys, if you were just – we got this random call. Let's say yeah. – I don't know. Let's say uh, Dave Filoni calls. Cool. goes, I need a head of the development. And uh, you're, you've already given a budget, and we loved your ideas. So you're going to be able to come in and pitch a couple of movies. We're going to greenlight those right away, mm-hmm. and we're going to get it out there. We're going to get <coughs> Star Wars fans going. What would be the movies you would want to see? Everybody in the chat, I want to hear from you too. Yeah. What would you say? So, okay. God, could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I would just love – to get the keys to Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. I would love it so much. But uh, alas, we're here on the other side of the world yes. without the keys yet. So we just have our <laughs> microphones. But I want to talk about that. What, let's, let's start with the, uh, the sequel trilogy. Okay. How you how you digging it? The sequel show, I, I'm enjoying – I love Force Awakens. Yeah. Obviously, it's one I go back to all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Jedi, I would say, I, as I said many times, I didn't like the first 45 minutes. Okay. And then the rest of the movie is incredible. Nice. Thoroughly okay. love. All right. I can um, hang with you on that. Yeah. So that's, that's my point of view. Having J.J. come back, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he does with it. That trailer blew me 
away yeah. and got me back excited. There were a lot of visuals in that trailer that reminded me of original trilogy Star Wars. Yeah. And that's what I've been waiting to see. Original trilogy Star Wars in a new way. Mm-hmm. That style. And Force Awakens does a little bit of that. But I think J.J. was still figuring out what he wanted it to look like, what he wanted it to be. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson really took it to a whole nother level in his version of it. And I take nothing away from the man. A lot of people like Last Jedi, so yeah. I'm not going to bash it here. So I'm excited, though, that to see J.J. come back to it after years away from it. You know yeah. Riley as much as I do. Once you walk away from something for a little bit, you can come back to it with some fresh eyes, some fresh ideas, some fresh approaches. And I'm excited from what I've seen from the trailer so far yeah. that J.J. seems to have something really exciting uh, planned for us. He really – I think he does. And Fernandez and I talk about it all the time, mm. how excited we are not only for episode nine. But we think that he's going to come in and deliver something that we could all get behind yeah. because I know I love The Last Jedi. I'm on record saying it. But I know there are people out there that didn't. And so mm-hmm. I want the good – what I hate so much about the fandom and Star Wars right now is that we're not all united. Yeah, We're all like – it's like I could put a tweet out or you know, look, in the, look in the chat room sometimes and, you know, and just see something that can be you know, harsh yeah. or you know, coming at me pretty hard. And, and I've, I've said it over and over again. It's like – if you don't like The Last Jedi, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But just talk to me. Talk to me like I'm a human being. Don't call me names <laughs> just because I like something you don't like. So I, but I do miss the 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 fandom being together. Like mm-hmm. we have to celebrate, no matter what you think about it. We are at the 20 year anniversary of the Phantom Menace, and they were putting that trailer out there. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. I that that was like across the board. Everybody like not a single Star Wars fan out there was yelling at each other. No, we were all united, and we're sitting there going, "I can't wait to see this thing." I watched that thing. I taped it because it was VHS days. Yeah, and my God, I watched that thing over and over again. And I caught myself on Twitter watching that trailer for again for like five times. I'm like, "This is a really good freaking trailer." Yeah, it was. Did, did you uh, like the, the Phantom Menace or kind of like you know? I think it's. I've appreciated the prequels a lot more as I've come back to them. Based on yeah. your point, like what J.J. did walking away and coming back. Yeah. When you walk away for so long and then come back, I do have a new kind of I, – I enjoy them so much. I enjoy the story. But there are moments in there yeah. that I go, mm. Attack of the Clones is really not my favorite. But, <laughs> but Revenge of the Sith I love. But Phantom Menace was – the one that started it all. It's yeah. 20 years later. What do you think of uh, Phantom Menace 20 years later? I, I still think there's a lot to savor about Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy watching it or catching it when I stumble upon it on TNT or TBS because I've been showing them now all right. the time on there. I still am very – I still have issues with Jar Jar. I still have issues yeah. with Watto and the Chinese Federation or whatever <laughs> the accent there was. Yeah. But all of that I have troubles with. But – what I don't is George's visuals, mm. George's concept, George's ideas that were there to savor. Yeah. And I loved that. Um, the Anakin was very cute with this idea of midichlorians. Yeah, what is that? You know, what's your feeling about that? But we get a young Natalie Portman. We yeah. get an introduction to Padme, which was really great. Then we yeah. get Qui-Gon and we get uh, Obi-Wan and we you and McGregor and yeah. Liam Neeson, just a great pairing. And then you throw in uh, Darth Maul to give you a kind of like, what kind of insane thing is this now? We're taking evil to a whole other level yeah. and having that phenomenal uh, uh, lightsaber battle at the end is fantastic. The Duel of the Fates, man. Yeah. That's one of the best. That's one of the best tracks Ever in the history of film. Yeah. Forget Star Wars. History of film. Right. That track does. 
It's so – yeah. And I just going back to Darth Maul though because mm. uh, when the reveal happens in the trailer mm. and we all lost our minds, I do still think because it's – I started to travel down that rabbit hole. I went, man, what if they kept him alive and he was the Darth Vader right. of the series? What, right. would, what would the prequel series look like? Mm. It's hard to imagine right now because I – you know, on the outside now, I look at what George was doing. He wanted to introduce a, a number of Sith Lords and, and yeah. you know, play around with that if there was really a rule of two and, and what that was like because Palpatine, what I got from it is that he was essentially searching for Darth Vader or Anakin yeah. Skywalker and he was going through Sith Lords mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, that one didn't work. Right. I'm going to have to get another one. Dooku, you're up. OK. Dooku, oh, finish him. Cut his head off. Boom. And then we got yeah. Anakin Skywalker. So. It was just something I thought about, but uh, I don't know what that prequel series would look like. I don't know if people go back to The Phantom Menace and say, you know what, if if Darth Maul lived, yeah. if there would be a little bit more um, goodwill towards it. But I, what I did love was seeing the people celebrating The Phantom Menace as it was their first introduction yeah. to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that you can never take away. And so that's why I, I, I wanted to bring it up because happy yeah. birthday, Phantom Menace. You're 20 years old. I wow. cannot believe it. Yeah. Next year we'll go out and get drunk. <laughs> um, all right. But let's go to the meat of this episode okay. because I'm, I'm looking at here on the chat and I'm seeing Qui-Gon movie would be great. I saw yeah. Lost Stars. An adaptation of the great book that mm-hmm. I love is my favorite canon book, the, um, which is essentially Romeo and Juliet in yeah, space. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing um, uh, Old Republic, of course. Uh, a Rule of Two I saw in here. Rule of Two is <laughs> – no, Rule of Two being yeah. Darth Bane and, and um, the Sith – Army figuring out, you know what? There's too many evil one of us. Mm-hmm. We got to, I got a Darth Bane. I'm going to take this down to there's only two of us so that we can take everything. I wonder what that would be like. That's one of my picks for yeah. what I would love to see. I want a Darth Bane movie, the, fi- the Sith figuring out the rule of two. Yeah. Where would you go? Well, listen, there's a lot to choose from. So it's like, how many avenues can you explore? Yeah. There are so many. My first thought is Asajj Ventress because – here's the deal. I want to move away from the necessarily human-based stories. We have Mm. characters like Asajj Ventress, like Ahsoka Tano. These are rich characters with incredible histories that are similar to other people, you know, the switching from one side to the other, mm-hmm. the idea of the gray Jedi, which is what Ahsoka could introduce, mm-hmm. uh, the gray paladins, all of that could be factored into this situation with Ahsoka. On, a, on Asajj's side, her viciousness, right? We see it in the Clone Wars, the animated series. Yeah. She's incredible in that. There are plenty of female actresses who would kill oh, yeah. to play that role and bring it to life and have the ability to fight at that level and be focused on it. You know, and yeah. Those are the two that really jump out at me to, to explore that, to see Ahsoka Tano because she deserves a live action movie. Asajj Ventress as well. And then if you explore the alien stuff, you explore species. The CGI has become so advanced and the motion capture is so incredible now yeah. that why can't you make a movie that's not necessarily human based and is these characters based character based that already has a pre uh, already has a built in audience that yeah. will go and see these stories. Asajj and, uh, and Ahsoka 
especially have that built-in audience. Yeah. And, and Ahsoka has become one of the most beloved characters in fandom. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian Harloff went out there. So there was like a BuzzFeed article that yeah. said, oh, these are the lesser-known characters, and put Ahsoka there. And she's like, you don't know your audience. Yeah. Like you don't – because I'm looking here – Ahsoka, Ahsoka, and a lot of people do really enjoy your pick. Yeah, Asajj in Dark Disciple, Roka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a great idea because there are these books now that they focus in on that. And I love the idea of them not being like human-based, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Asajj, Ventress, I don't know what kind of alien she is, right, or right. but Ahsoka we know. Um, you could get away with that, and you're right. Mm-hmm. The the effects are – we're there now. We're there, and I couldn't I, – I, I would love to see that. So um, you guys in the chat, I love what you're doing. Ahsoka and Sabine search for Ezra and right. Thrawn series. What are your thoughts on that? That could be interesting. I don't know if I want to see that live action. I like right. that they laid the groundwork there uh, with the animated series with Star Wars Rebels. I would be shocked to see them go live action with it. But certainly Filoni made allusions to mm-hmm. the possibility of it when we were there to see that finale of Star Wars Rebels live on the Disney lot. Mm-hmm. He made allusions to the possibility of it. Never shut it down. Um, but was, of course, uh, responsible for promoting the other uh, animated series that was coming out, Resistance. So I think the door is wide open. And yeah. the fan art after that finale was incredible yeah. with Ahsoka uh, and and Sabine going after Ezra and trying to find out where Ezra ended up. And that's a story you could tell. Where does Ezra end up? And, yeah. you know, we saw with Spider-Verse. Clearly, if you put the effort into an animated feature, mm-hmm. which Clone Wars already did. There was an animated Clone Wars oh, yeah. feature film. So if you put in the effort that you saw in Spider-Verse and you saw in the Clone Wars animated series onto a film like that, wouldn't that be interesting to explore? That's a good point, dude. Um, I wonder if Lucasfilm and Disney would ever go the Spider-Verse route, yeah. meaning take a story that we might love or haven't heard of yet. Like Spider-Verse, I knew sure. Miles Morales, of course. I followed the uh, the Bendis run. Right. But then just introduced all these new elements to it and, and took all the – I know Spider-Gwen became her own comic series. So the multiverse, of course, being yeah. a thing in Marvel. But to put all that together, we got something shockingly entertainment out of left field. Love that movie. Why couldn't we do that with a, a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Based on any number of the comic runs, based on extending the Clone Wars or extending Rebels, what happened at the end of Rebels, that would be interesting. So I'm going to you guys in the chat. Would you guys be open for like a Spider-Verse kind of animated movie, just an animated movie that would be considered canon in Star Wars? Drop in those comments. I know we are on a little bit of a delay, so I'll check in in a little bit. But Mm -hmm. I do love that idea. Because I think sooner or later, we're going to get that. Mm-hmm. So we have Benioff and Weiss's movies coming out 2022, yeah. 2024, and 2026. It's a long time to wait. 2022 is. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do we need a break for Star Wars? A little bit of a breather? Yeah. A little just kind of cleanse the palate, you know, kind of get all that nonsense out there. Everybody's going to just settle. They're going to forget. Maybe they're not going to be yelling about The Last Jedi then, <laughs> you know, and they're going to let, you know, the past finally die. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm hey, nice rolling from the uh, actual movie. <laughs> but, yeah, do we need uh, – you know, I see one no on the animated movie. Is that a Darth Vader no? Because why not? And yes on the animated. It's interesting to think. I mean mm-hmm. personally, if I were to t- – if somebody said you get an animated movie or live action, I'd always go live action. Yeah, but that's, that's me. Fair. But um, back to the point. Yeah, um, I, I I I wonder what Disney would do if they like how they would introduce an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Meaning, okay, we're going to take a break. Twenty twenty two rolls around, yeah. and then we see what happens after that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
if that movie lands very, very well and the fans love it, will they start to do what they did with Rogue One and Solo but kind of knowing the past, okay, maybe we'll have a spinoff here. Maybe it will be like a Darth Bane movie and then we're going to slide an animated movie in there. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think we saw in the conversation in the comments, right, Mm -hmm. that it feels like they're going to connect Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson's movies, right? Mm -hmm. That's the rumor. Yeah. That's the rumors that they're going to connect them and make them. So they're all working on it. So what what does that tell you? That at least tells you there's an overall plan here, Mark. And yeah. that's been the big complaint about this rollout of this current trilogy. And it's very clear that there – it seems there was not an overall plan right. necessarily in place with specific details to get to A to B to Z. And it seems like they – you know, here, I picked it up and I'm going to do this with it. Oh, crap. All right. I'm going to see what I can do with it and boom and finish this out. Right. This feels more planned out. And I think maybe when they signed Kathleen to that – Extension. Maybe there was that conversation. Like, look, we we made a lot of money. You're a fantastic yeah. producer. Clearly, you brought and revitalized this uh, franchise again. But going forward, we need to have an overall blueprint of where we're going. Yeah, like Marvel does. Right. And so maybe that was the conversations that were had. These six films are now in conju- or connected to each other. Rumored to be connected with each other. Mm-hmm. So then you go, okay, what characters are you going to introduce in these movies that could have their own a Star Wars story? If you want to bring that back, right. So you, then you've laid the groundwork and mentioned them and had them. You know, Black Panther appears in one film, then he gets an origin story. Captain sure. Marvel appears, gets an origin story. Those kinds of things are important. Important to lay groundwork to get people's interest into your project, into the next thing, and then you, it all feels interconnected. So, hopefully, yeah. that's what I think might be happening. And that course corrected a little bit in terms yeah. of their approach. They definitely did, and I was banging the drum saying there is no way they didn't plan this trilogy. There is no way that Ryan Johnson talked to, didn't talk to JJ, and there's no way that this happened. Yeah. And then my my opinion definitely changed, um, and it's based on stuff I've heard. There's kind of rumblings, but then it's mostly looking at what happened. Mm-hmm. If you look at just on paper, Lord and Miller, they're out. Colin yeah. Trevorrow, he's out. So everything seemed to just be kind of up in the air and mm-hmm. not knowing what's this and what's that, and that's where I started to go – I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if if I wanted to believe so much that Ryan Johnson sat down with J.J. Abrams and J.J. Abrams said, OK, here's what I was doing. I had this. I put Luke on this island, OK, because this is what I thought he'd be doing. <laughs> right. Because everybody seems to forget that J.J. Abrams did that. Right. With Lawrence Kasdan, put Luke as a hermit yep. on an island and Ryan Johnson picked it up from there. So I feel like Ryan Johnson gets kind of unfairly criticized for that. But again, I thought – They were talking to each other. And I will say this. Until I hear otherwise, it is just a rumor. But at least on paper, the optics, with all the firings, with them deciding to cancel the Boba Fett movie, with them to say, you know what? We're taking a break. I don't know. What do you guys think out there on the the chat? Were they planning this? Was it just all kind of like see what happens? I want to look at you. So, um, (laughs) All right. So uh, another – like let me get Mm -hmm. your – your uh, like your movie. If you were given the keys, oh man, okay. And I know you said Asajj Ventress yeah, yeah. and Ahsoka, but we're going to give three today. Okay, each. I would love to do that. Would you? Okay, what would you do if you got the keys and you go in to sit with Kathleen Kennedy, or let's say it's in the future and maybe she's not there anymore, and it's Dave Filoni? You got to know your audience and know who you're yeah. pitching to. Who would you do next? Uh, well, here's where I kind of diverge. Okay, Mark, like you this. talk about who. For me, it's not necessarily about who. If I'm going to do something next, 
And if I have the keys to the Lucasfilm kingdom, okay. it's what? Mm. And by what, I mean philosophy. To me, All right. the idea of the Jedi and the Sith, we have seen it a million times already. It's time to move on, in my mm. opinion. Okay. And I want the next progression. Remember Jason Solo? J- uh, Jason Solo, he has that journey mm-hmm. where he discovers that the Force is more than just what was presented to him, that there's something higher, a consciousness, right? And this is what we talk about when we meditate or when we do religion or whatever. We seek a higher consciousness, a higher plane of existence. So what is out there that's even more powerful than the force? Are we even – are we in service of it or do we control it? Mm. That's what I want to explore. And there's been more – like whenever I'm on the show with Ken, with Ken show or talking – Star Wars with Ken. The reason we – I don't approach it the way regular – like fans do. I approach it from a philosophy place because yeah. this is good versus evil, black versus white. But people switch over all the time in yeah. terms of like you know going uh, – go from Jedi to Sith Lord, right? Rarely does the Sith become the Jedi. It's usually the Jedi becoming the Sith, yeah. going evil. So uh, why is that? Because the temptation is stronger. Right. Why is the temptation stronger? Well, maybe on the higher level, the force is – a temptation. It is a something that can be abused in a negative way because it's darkness, which is what Jason Solo's story, it kind of infers that the force leans more towards the dark side. Why is that? And mm. so that's what I'd want to explore. God, I love this dude. <laughs> this <laughs> is great. Either Keep new, going. Either New Republic or Old Republic or even just completely some completely different time you know we see in star trek discovery where they've set their stuff from past to front to to, to future all that that's an, and i don't want to invoke too much Star Trek here, but like the idea of exploring another time in another place with other planets and other characters yeah who are taking the force to a next level dude i love that and people are rightly so in here so fernandez and i have a a saying mm-hmm. here on rule of two and it's we call the force or at least the the essence of Star Wars is the Force, yeah. right? We call it the Big Mac, all right? To say because <laughs> what do you go to McDonald's for? Yeah, sure. you go for the Big Mac, you know. You go for the you know the meal, the Big Mac and the fries, and that's what you want. In that, he felt that JJ or Ryan Johnson kind of went away from the uh, from the the Big mm. Mac, or maybe it wasn't Ryan jo- Johnson. I don't want to put uh, words in his mouth, but definitely like. When they were announcing some of these movies, it was like, where's yeah. the force? Like right. where – and my – the thing I did not like about what J.J. introduced with the Jedi is what the hell are the Knights of Ren yeah. and where are the Sith? And I know right. that you know I'm going to get right away. It's like, well, Luke Skywalker defeated the Sith with his father who came back from the, from the, mm-hmm. the dark side. And I'm like – did they? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a dark side user. In this corner of the universe, they did. Yeah. But there are other Sith Lords in other corners of the universe. Could and things be. That could be. They could be around. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I yeah. So, the Big Mac meaning the Force. So, what you just introduced, I love that idea that mm. there's something even more. Like that the Force was maybe just that first layer. Yeah. And that the Jedi were able to tap into that, but what's beyond that? And I love you referencing legend stuff because one of my favorites is, and I say it probably every rule of two, Dark Empire. Yeah. That Dark Horse comics run. Luke Skywalker goes, you know what? I'm going to have to understand this. The the Emperor came back. I'm going to have to go to the dark side and I'm going to command the Emperor's fleet 
and Leia is going to have to bring me back from the light. But in order to save my friends, and I'm paraphrasing here and haven't read it in years, but I thought it was fascinating that Luke Skywalker did go to the dark side in that Dark Empire run. And you were referencing Jason Solo, who became a a Sith Lord. And uh, I I would love to see that. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if they'll ever do something like that. Chat, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I, I want to ask you your thoughts on, on what Roka's saying. Um, is there something even deeper? For me, that makes me think the idea is that it should take place years after yes. episode nine. Yeah. Like, it, like what's that going to look like? We don't know what's going to happen in episode nine. We don't know if – Ray is going to start rebuilding the Jedi. So are we going to get a new Jedi order? And then what happens after that? And what evil will they fight? Mm-hmm. Will the Sith come back? Is there always a dark side? But you put a, a really great philosophical angle on it, which is what? why is the dark side so tempting? Right. Let's break that down. I love that. Is the dark side just like something we that every Jedi feels and then they're trained to say, nope, I'm going to turn away from that. But right. as you referenced, we do get – Sith lords and Jedi do fall to the dark side. Yeah, and then you look at the council. The council's not without fault here with right? some of their decisions. So it's not like going Jedi is the right way to go all the time. This is why I'm always fascinated by the gray Jedi and the gray paladins and what yeah. Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano symbolizes and other Jedi that you read about in legend stuff that are gray Jedi because there's more. I think George started this thing out, very simplistic approach in the late 70s. You know, he does this thing. It's great. People grab onto it. Kids fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to go next level, we got to go next level. And yeah. that's what I think needs to happen here is more of an exploration of philosophy of what the Force is. The basis of these films are from Kurosawa and the Mass Samurai. Yeah. The thing samurais do is meditate constantly about their – their uh, uh, place in the world and what their service means. That was part of the samurai code, the Bushido, the way of the Bushido. It is to meditate, to think, and then to fight with precision and knowledge and complete conviction. Mm. So you, the natural progression of meditation is to discover some other higher plane. And I think the Force can do that. Oh, yeah. And you look at someone like Ray. Ray is an evolutionary thing. You know, people are like so upset. Oh, how could she pick up the Jedi stuff without training and blah, blah, blah. Every every few generations or every few uh, in the species, something happens that causes an advance in the evolution of that species. Sure. And I feel like Ray, as a force user coming so quickly to it, can be seen as an evolutionary jump. I like that. In the Jedi. Yeah. And I mean – and then add on to that that she was a scavenger having to run around Jakku right. and fight for herself. I think I buy that. Yeah. And you know, I even think back to – we talked about Phantom Menace celebrating 20 years. I mean, Anakin Skywalker, he's pod racing it. Yeah. Yay big. Exactly. He gets it in a Naboo starfighter and is able to take down the Trade Federation starship. He was that – yeah. He he was that advanced. He was pretty advanced there. Yeah. So I, I wonder what that is. Yeah, I always have couched it in it's the Force. Mm-hmm. The Force has been guiding their instincts, whether it's behind the seat of the Millennium Falcon and learning how to fly it pretty quick on or right. whether it's you know being able to scavenge through Jakku and just get in those tight places and find these things. But I love that idea because I love – I've always loved the philosophy of the Force. And when you were talking about that, it had shades of Empire Strikes Back Yeah, because that's the one movie that Yoda and Luke – really started breaking down the force and it started opening up my eyes. Yoda was saying some shit that opened my eyes as a young man. I was like, what's he saying? (laughs) I don't know. What do you mean the force is all around us and he lifts the – and it's the first time we see a Jedi actually that powerful Mm -hmm. lift him. 
mother effing X-Wing out <laughs> after this big speech that he gives it. And there was a lot more to that Force stuff, and I loved it. So that's a good call. Yeah. All right. I'm going to throw something out there too for my, uh, for my next kind of pick because I've been on here and I've said it before. I'm not necessarily wanting to always go back to the original trilogy characters for these spinoff movies. We were going to possibly get a Boba Fett movie. James Mangold was working on that. An Obi-Wan movie, TBD. We don't know if it's going to go streaming or not. Um, That's the rumor at least. We heard rumors of a Yoda movie. We heard rumors of a Mos Eisley movie with uh, Guillermo del Toro, which Mm -hmm. I wanted really bad. I love that idea because it's Guillermo del Toro. Um, But, you know, they keep going back. The, The Cassian Andor series is the least of my list. Mm. Even though I, I I love the actors and I love that hopefully K2SO will be there and it's probably going to be him spying for the Rebel Alliance or whatever it is. But yeah. I kept wanting to see something different. So Old Republic is definitely where I'm headed. I love Darth Bane and I would love to see the Sith in creating the Rule of Two. But there's a character that I want to see. And you guys are going to be shocked by this, I'm sure. <laughs> but I think I would love to see a Luke Skywalker standalone movie right before the events of Force Awakens, right before Kylo Ren. The movie ends with Kylo Ren falling to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And I want the movie to be – I want them to de-age Mark Hamill because mm-hmm. you can do it. Yes, of course. I'm sorry. You can do it. And I want that flavor, that that Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that Clone Wars, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi on adventures kind of movie where Adam Driver and Mark Hamill, they're buddies. They're rebuilding the Jedi Order and then somehow Snoke gets in there. But I want that movie. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on that? I love that idea, honestly, because it was in one of the novels, right? That they go searching for artifacts. Yeah, and old yeah. Jedi it was in stuff. Bloodline. Bloodline. Yeah, right? when yeah. Uh, Leia was talking about that they were gone. Exactly. So maybe it was some artifact that they found that awoke this in Ben. There some you go. Old See, artifact. It's right in itself. Right. Old artifact of that um, uh, Palpatine, mm-hmm. or you know what they. Some people have said the Jedi, uh, the Sith Lord, uh, that Darth Plagueis maybe attached himself. To. So there's something here that maybe was unearthed that got into uh, Ben and changed him yeah. and moved him away from what Luke had been teaching him. And maybe that's what Luke sensed in him that when he was standing over him and saw the possibility of the future of evil that this guy would be bringing about. Right. And so all of that could connect back and mm-hmm. we get more of a fleshed out story and context with which to enjoy uh, The Last Jedi with. Yeah. And wouldn't that be interesting? I think so because I that's the one thing when when they announced these movies were happening yeah. I was like oh I can't wait to see Luke training Jedi I can't wait to see what his Jedi order would look like and I was as surprised as anybody when it says Luke Skywalker has vanished or disappeared yeah. whatever the 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 crawl said and I was like wow uh that's that's crazy but there's a there's there seems to be a bigger reason for that why why I would want this one I love my Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. And but I think that a lot of the fans, the reason they didn't like the Last Jedi, was because of the Luke Skywalker treatment. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm also looking at this from a business point of view. If there are a lot of fans out there banging the drums that they didn't like what happened with Luke because they didn't get to see really Luke in action except for at the end, and then some people have called foul because yeah. he wasn't actually there, even though he did the most powerful freaking Jedi thing <laughs> ever imagined. What if Luke in our movie yeah. learned how to do that at one point? Oh. 
and sets that up for The Last Jedi. But I like the idea of a Luke Skywalker movie where we fill in the blanks so it comes after The Mandalorian. So we get those blanks on what is going on in the galaxy after Return of the Jedi. We see what happened with Ben meeting uh, Luke Skywalker. We see whatever – Jedi were there. What adventures are they on? What did call to go to your point? What did call to them? What mm-hmm. was it? Could it introduce Snoke? And will our opinion or will some of the facts be filled in that could color this movie? Because we know the Emperor, at least a part of him or yeah. at least a mention, is in Episode Nine. So what are we going to learn there? Is it Plagueis? Is yeah. it is it Snoke? You know, a, a cloned body and the Emperor jumped in it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's from Dark Empire. So. I would love to do it. Luke and Kylo animated movie or series. I like that. I as love well. that. I love that as that well. That could work completely. And you could keep the voice. Hamill would do that in a heartbeat. Hamill I imagine. would come back. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about Adam Driver, right? But, but Hamill's what you want to hook you in. That would be fun. I yeah. like that idea. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, it would be. That's just me because I love Luke Skywalker, and there is a big chunk missing from canon books. And the movies of like, I really just want to know what happened after that second Death mm-hmm. Star mm-hmm. and what happened with the government because that's the other thing that I'm missing oh, yeah, from yeah. the sequel trilogies. I don't know what the government is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was really looking forward to seeing what the Senate looked like, knowing that we had the prequels and what that Senate looked like before the fall of the Senate. I wanted all right. that and we just kind of got – you know, I don't know. The first order just took them out like yeah. that. So that would be interesting. That's my take on that. So let me know in the chat what you guys think. Do you have a third? Whew. Oh yeah. Well, I've always been banging the drum on the fact that we never got a movie on Kashyyyk, mm. and we saw obviously scenes in the prequels on Kashyyyk and what have you. Yeah, but Chewbacca or the Wookies rather. We're supposed to be the Ewoks. Right. They they changed it. But there is a rich story to tell beyond the holiday special <laughs> about the about the I mean, the Wookiees. And there is what is their government like? What is their daily life like? Right. What is their uh, approach to the world. What do they worship? Where are they? Like all of that to explore cool. would be very interesting yeah. for me. But that being said. I will always and I will always uh, say this. I want a Yoda standalone. You do? Okay. I do. There were some Yoda standalones in the in the chat. So there you go. A lot of people are like, no, you know, we don't want to ruin the mystery. I think if you do it right, it will enrich the character even more. Mm. And we can see Yoda's journey, right? Because we just accept Yoda's as very wise, older Jedi who's been through everything. But I want to see what Yoda's been through. I want to see what he experienced, what changed him, what turned Yoda into this. I don't want to see a young, cocksure, uh, uh, you know, like emotional Yoda who right. like has impulsive decisions or rash decisions or whatever that leads him into these situations and how he has to learn. Who does he lose mm-hmm. by his mistakes? What does it – so that we get more of an understanding of why he is so wise right. because of his experiences and what he's seen. Right. And how far back does he really go and what civil wars he has seen Yeah, with well, the Jedi. We're 900 years. <laughs> right? You look, look as good. You will not. Hmm? So – could Yoda appear in these Benioff and Weiss Star Wars movies if we do go back there? I mean that's yeah. 900 years. Yeah. 
That's that's almost a thousand. A young Yoda would be certainly possible. I, you know, we were talking about that when. So Fernandez had heard that the Ryan Johnson movies and the Benioff and Weiss mm-hmm. movies were kind of oh, okay. intertwined. He had heard that, um, and I, I wonder. And I said, you know, if they were connected somehow, a la shared universe, a la Marvel, and right, all that kind right. of stuff. And we were like, wait a minute, how can that happen? If we heard maybe Ryan Johnson was going to do his own trilogy set wherever, mm-hmm. we started to go, how could they do a shared universe? How can it be connected? And I said, well, what if Yoda? It was connected somehow through character. Right. And Yoda, I've never been asking for a Yoda movie, but you just kind of made me go, yeah. What if I like that? Yeah. What? Where's the species? What planet? What, yeah. what was this? What's he the last to survive? Does he have Martian Manhunter vibes? Right. Like, what is the deal with Yoda? Yeah. I want to know more, and I don't want to ruin the mystique of Yoda. I think there's a way to explore it without doing that. Right. And Yoda, I want to know why he was banging Luke on the head with mm-hmm. his cane, going, "You're too impulsive. You're going. You're running off too much." Did he learn that the yes, hard way? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, he said, "Are oh, you always looking to the future? You're always, you know, you jumped on, you you went before you were trained yeah. to go face Vader and look what happened. I mean, that was Yoda's teaching. Maybe that happened with him. Yeah. Maybe he was doing. I just picture now. I picture Yoda with like a long Padawan, you know, uh, brown totally. ponytail, and like with a little bit of a saunter, <laughs> kind of walking in the background." Flicking his lights. I don't know if that works or not, but at least I started thinking about that. Listen to you, I will not. I know. And yeah, that would be great to know what was his master. Who was his master? Who did he learn? What dark side creatures were there? I I can't say no to that. Did he fall in love? Did he fall in love? Did he have children? I heard – okay. So I saw in the chat Yaddle. Wasn't there a Yoda – like I want – make a Yaddle movie, says Plastic Life. (laughs) Please, uh, Plastic Life, tell me. Who is Yaddle? <laughs> I don't I, – Because I, I, I'm not up on that. I've heard the name so many times, okay. but I'm not in on the – yeah, let's go in there. Uh, young oh, yeah. Yoda learning the hard way. Yep, that's kind of what we were talking yeah. about. So Yaddle, is that the same kind of Yaddle mm. Star Wars? Yeah. Force-sensitive female being of the same species as Yoda. That's right. Was a Jedi Oh, I master. recognize her. Okay. Oh. She was in the prequels. There you go. So – we got that going for us, <laughs> which is nice. So Yaddle was born around 509 years before the Battle of the Evans. So Yaddle had been around for a while. That's mm-hmm. right. He was sitting in the High Council during the fall of the Galactic Republic. Boy, I'm a bad Star Wars fan for not knowing that one. I'm going to hear gotcha. Yep, I'm going to get the gotchas in here. <laughs> Yoda's master was Darth Plagueis, says Lisa Johnson. I would love that. Oh, That's interesting. Oh. That could be very interesting. I like that idea. Darth Plagueis, I just wish they would have – I wish Snoke was revealed to be Darth Plagueis. I wonder if we could still get it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And hey, guys, I'm going to throw it out there now because uh, we're going to get – it's like, man, this this hour is flying by. <laughs> Start throwing in some questions. You can tag us as well. You can uh, – you know, you can uh, – uh, hit us up here in the uh, in the chat room. I am getting a thumbs or a uh, uh, frowny face from our very own Mark Fernandez. Oh no! I don't know if it's for the the Yaddle series. Uh, Mark Fernandez is watching at home, or if it's for something or for the idea of the Yoda movie. So, Mark Fernandez, since you're joining in, oh, give me that movie you want. That would be really fun. Yeah, Yaddle is in the prequels. I'm a bad Star Wars fan. That's all. I right. missed that one. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I'm trying to think of my movie because I think. The last one that I would want to do, Benioff and Weiss hopefully are doing it. Yeah. And that is set in the Old Republic for sure. 
But I do want to see a Sith army, and I want to see the beginnings of the – whether it's the beginning of the Jedi, mm-hmm. whether it's the beginning of the Force and they forge the lightsaber for the first time. Is this like – you know, and they start to figure out the Force, mm-hmm. and, it be, and their trilogy is essentially the creation of the Jedi Order mm-hmm. and the creation of the Sith because sooner or later in that figuring out the Jedi Order – one of them falls to the dark side or many, right. many fall to the dark side. What would that look like? I would love for it to be basically the first Jedi. Well, we've never seen anyone fall to the dark side in any of the trilogies that we've seen. They've right. already been presented to us as already having fallen to the dark side. Right. And the Vader one doesn't count because we already knew going in that Anakin was going to fall to the dark side. So we couldn't necessarily enjoy the progression of that. Right. I'd like us to like what we saw with Game of Thrones, with Danny making this particular turn, which I'm not going to spoil too much, but like if you could see that in Star Wars, we never really saw that so that it's heartbreaking. And I yeah. know we have Padme going, you're breaking my heart. But I mean something real where you don't see it coming. And you're right. watching the movie and piece by piece, slowly, step by step, this Jedi who we've been cheering for for a majority of the movie or this trilogy we've been cheering for, all of a sudden we see piece by piece the change and why and how it became and boom – because there's a lot of great stories about how Jedi become Sith Lords and why and right. what occurred and what th- situations in their lives motivated that change to happen. Right. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that too. And what is the dark side? And right. what would the first Jedi – what is the force? Yes. So when – who are these beings that went, you know what? There's something out there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? I was able to – I have no idea how I was able to do that. Get out like, of my so, house, David Blaine. Right. So it's like – so they start figuring that out, right, yeah. that there is an actual force and they start to be able to levitate objects. And then they are able to figure out that there are lightsabers. Then they're going to be able to figure out to get in tune and meditate and do this. And there's a council and all these different things. Right. But then they figure out that there is actually another side of this thing. So what – I'm going off your point. Yeah. What is that first – the inception of that where they go, you know what? I think I want to. I think I want to cut people's heads off with my lightsaber instead right. of the other way around. Right. What does that look like? And is, is there like a civil war within mm-hmm. the the factions? I almost feel like it, it could be like Game of Thrones, where it's like you know they're living in huts out you know mm-hmm. across the landscapes. You know, it's not big you know towering glittering buildings or what. I want to know what that is. So I think that would be really fun to explore. Yeah, and if you want some real world connections, right? Remember back in the 60s, if you do your research, do your studies, in the 60s, there was the flower child, the flower power, and everything was about peace. Mm-hmm. And everyone was, you know, the free, all that kind of stuff. But eventually, as they saw that the world order was not changing to fit their perception with Vietnam, with they started to become homegrown uh, anarchists. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to, these flower power people, some turn to the darker side. Manson comes from that. What other things come from that? That's the dark side. When you don't get what you want mm-hmm. through peace and you don't get it as quickly as you would like to because you think you're entitled to it because you've been, you know, everyone else should feel the way I feel. Right. But people don't. You're not willing to be patient to watch the world change. You want to change the world yourself. That's the dark side. You use the bombs. You use attacks. You use whatever mental, uh, emotional manipulation you can to get. That's the dark side. Yeah. And, and, and like what would that look like for the very first time? Right. And I think it would come with 
two best friends or two people that are together. It's One's going to go Abel. this way. Can't, exactly. It's Cain and Abel. It's, it's Cain and Abel. I love that idea as well. That would be really fun now. We could go into like who would direct these things, but we ah. did that last week. We did some great like who would you pick to be your director. So everybody in the chat room, why don't you start throwing out some questions? I want to get to that because we got about 10, 15 minutes left to uh, get some of those questions, maybe open up some great theories, some great mm. speculation. What do you want to ask us? Cyborg buddies, maybe a romantic comedy of cyborg robot <laughs> bounty hunters that also have the force. Right. I like that. I just pulled a random. Uh, Mark and Roka, do you think the beginnings of the Sith and Jedi could essentially be a schism with, uh, within the same force religious order before the Republic emerged? Yeah. They are so similar in so many ways. That's a great idea. I love that idea. Yeah, and I think that's um, – yeah, I think that would. I wonder if – because depending on how they go, let's say they discover the force. Yeah. And that includes all facets, mm-hmm. right? And so some people are using the quick way and they go, well, I found an easier way to learn everything and I'm going to do this. And then their eyes turn yellow Sith and you're like, whoa, dude, did you see – did you look in the mirror? What's yeah. going on with you? <laughs> and then – so that's a great way to look at it. I really like that. Yeah. Um, that's a good call there. Um, Bill Burr, is he actually in The Mandalorian? Ask Kevin Murphy. Yes, mm-hmm. we can confirm. We did see him in the uh, footage. There. Did you yep. ever see the Mandalorian footage? I did not see any of the footage. I wasn't there for that panel, so yeah. I wish I had, though. I'd gone home that, that day. I That's right. Yeah. Did You You didn't go on the leaked footage out there? Oh, no, I don't do that. Yeah. No, I, no, no. I mean, I, everybody. It's hate, out there. I hate doing that because yeah. you're shortcutting the creators right. who filmed it in a certain way, shot it in a certain way, and I don't want to watch it through your shaky cam. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. Do you – all right. Here's one from Shane Madget. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark and John, would you like to see tones, uh, tons of animated films on Disney Plus, say, adapting the novels? That's a good, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. You know, I think – I don't know why they don't adapt some of these novels. We talked about this last week. Okay. Whether it's Dark Empire, that's my geeky pick, or whether they go to the Dark Plagueis or the Darth Bane right. uh, movies, animated or otherwise. I don't need a ton of animated. Mm-hmm. I want live action always, but I wouldn't be opposed to adapting. Like say they said we're going to do an animated movie on Darth Plagueis. I'd be like, huh, I wouldn't pick that one, but OK. Yeah. I'd be down with it, but I don't know why they wouldn't go to some of their books mm-hmm. That just like the last uh, – uh, the Timothy Zahn original trilogy, yeah. that was really great. And I, I – why not? I mean DC does a great job at their animated movies. Yeah. That's based on so many comic lines. We have so many legends and comic books in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Why not start picking off some some of these stories? Do the Thrawn trilogy that takes place after Return of the Jedi. Um why couldn't they do that? Mm-hmm. Jason Soto gave us a little super chat. Roca for president of Lucasfilm. <laughs> you just got it. Holy crap. All right. So we got Mark Riley and John Roca. Your thoughts. Stephen Merchant as Darth Plagueis and Timothy Chalamet as young Palpatine. Whoa. Lisa Johnson. Nailed it. I wow, love that. I love that idea. That's a great idea. Chalamet's a damn good actor. And Merchant is kind of an out-of-the-box choice. And it is. But so I would love that. But he's tall and lanky. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got some uh, he can go evil sure I would love to see that but now we don't know if um, Plagueis is immune or not meaning M U U N as he was in the book I think it's canon but I'm not sure yeah um, so everybody in there in the chat room gotcha me if uh, you know is, is a canon that he's actual immune um, so Stephen Merchant could do motion capture yeah of course that would be great. 
Um, I love that. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, here's an easy question we answered up top. Chris King, after Game of Thrones, are you nervous about Star Wars now with D&D? Nope, not nope. at all. No, I'm not. Yeah. These guys are awesome. They, I mean, if you want to focus on the season and a half, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. But for me, they show what they could do with source material yep. on those first few seasons. So, yeah. Yeah, they're they're incredible filmmakers. And if you didn't like the season finale, this is like there's there's a shot in it that is one of the most awesome, gorgeous shots. Oh yeah, and it involves Daenerys. And yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> and I'm seeing some. Uh, nope, not nervous. Um, yeah, Hugo Chavez. Nope, or not nervous. Thank you for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan. Um, hey, Nolan Ryland, big fan of you. Uh, Kenobi show on Disney Plus. We've heard rumors. I wonder if it's going to happen. What do mm. you think? Do you want it? Now, let me ask you this yeah. to change it up a bit because we've talked over and over and over again on sure. this. Um, uh, he – what was my point here? I totally Kenobi? lost it. Kenobi. Kenobi. Would you want a Disney Plus series or the actual movie? If Ewan is willing to do either one, that's the key to me. Yeah. Because um, I imagine it will have a certain level of input mm-hmm. in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Would I like to see the movie? I don't know. Would yeah. I like to see – if it's going to be a Disney Plus badass exploration of Kenobi and his experiences in his life, then yeah, I'm into it. Because look what they're doing with these Marvel uh, TV shows. They're bringing A-list actors onto these shows. Right. So they must be willing to pay top dollar. Yes. So you can get top dollar creators, directors, writers to create an Obi-Wan series. I think it would be fascinating to see you and do that. Yeah. I um, I always want a movie. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that maybe the movie would do well and they actually had a little backdoor and say it was going to be a trilogy. Mm. But that's just me. Uh, I'm going to wait and see The Mandalorian and then say, you know Good what? Point. They nailed it and give me that Obi-Wan series. But I'll take either or. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Reborn, thank you for the great super chat question. Rex and the other clones <laughs> after Clone Wars. Hey, I yeah. love that idea so much because in the Clone Wars, yeah. one of my favorite, favorite things was that um, figuring out that there was an order. There was a chip in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then what the, the, the clones that figured it out and were able to break away from that and then become part of Rebels yeah. and all these things. And then the rumor being that Rex or one of the other clones was in the Battle of Endor because he had that big beard. And I think one of the folks at Lucasfilm was like, um, you know, oh, yeah, it's canon. So <laughs> yeah. I, that would That's be really dope. fun. Yeah. Uh, that would be really fun. So thank you for that. That's great. So, oh, my God, so many questions. Uh, let's see. Do you think Disney Plus will have a Jedi series or something like that? I think that's probably what Obi-Wan will be. Yeah. And I think that if we're going to get anything with Jedi, it's going to probably be some Benioff and Weiss action. Mm-hmm. And who knows what Ryan Johnson's going to do. Jawas. Ooh, TD. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, – it, Would, it, would uh, you want to see a Vader story? Mm-hmm. A Like Vader after the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Like – Wrecking the universe. Yeah. Like we've seen in the comic books. That comic series is incredible. If you're not reading the Darth Vader comic book series, you're, you're really missing out. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. And to see him explore the situation and have to constantly be on the watch that Palpatine is going to replace him as yeah. his boy. Mm-hmm. That's the premise of a lot of the of the um, comic book series at the beginning. And then Dr. Afra comes in, which is an interesting uh, direction it takes from there. But that would be fascinating. That yeah. would be. I I couldn't say no to that because yeah. 
I think whenever when Revenge of the Sith was coming out, before we saw the movie, mm. I think everybody wanted to see Vader in the suit wrecking shop. Yeah. And and what would that look like? And I think Rogue One, that, that scene in Rogue One Good was God. a little – it was like a, some fan service yeah. for sure to show us that. I would love to see what it's like. And your point on the Vader comics, mm. I love the idea. And Star Wars Theory did this with their great Vader fan film. Oh, yeah. Him tortured by Padme. Yes. Constantly walking around in the suit, tortured by that. And that would be fascinating. So, yeah. I, I would want that. Um, we're going to get this question here. Ordinary Human asks, Darth Vader was Emperor's bitch. Taika Waititi, true or false? <laughs> Ta- did you see Taika Waititi's uh, he said that? tweet? Yeah. He said, <laughs> he said Vader was Emperor's, the Emperor's bitch. Uh, Thoughts? No. That is a, a flat, bold-faced lie. <laughs> and who am I to say anything as Taika Waititi? But we're all human beings and capable of our own opinions. So right. my opinion is that he's incorrect in that assessment. Vader was not – and especially – if you've read the comic book series of Vader, he was not Palpatine's bitch. What yeah. he was was a troubled young man from a troubled background mm-hmm. who was caught at a weak and vulnerable time and manipulated by a man of older age to embrace this darkness so that he could feel power and can ma- and get control again in his life. Right. A lot of young men fall into that trap uh, and it, later on in life, regret that and hopefully change through therapy or what have you to let go of that anger and embrace a new approach to the world. What happened with Vader is what happened. And then when Vader is redeemed by Luke, that's mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. So he's never the Emperor's bitch. Yeah, he's – I mean he's part of the Emperor's whole thing. I mean Vader is a symbol of evil, is yeah. symbol – it's to, to incite fear. And he used yes. Vader for his grand plan. And and also was his enforcer. Mm-hmm. So the emperor would just sit back and watch. So you could, yeah, you could say that he was un- – and the emperor did run him, did command him. So – but his bitch, nah, I wouldn't no. say that. Um, all right. There was one last question that I wanted to um, uh, address here. Double A7 asks, what do you think about the rumors that Ryan Johnson's trilogy has been canceled? All right. I'm going to go to – the horse's mouth here okay. where we heard that Kathleen Kennedy at Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. guys, which was April. Yeah. That's a month ago. And she said that Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss are all working together to plan the next 10 years of Star Wars. Yeah. I'm going to take that at face level, face value, and say that he's still involved. Yeah. Ryan Johnson then at CinemaCon – which was also a month ago, <laughs> came out and showed his next movie, Knives Out, and said, after this, after I'm done here, I'm going back to a galaxy far, far away. Why is he saying it in front of everybody at CinemaCon? Right. Why is Kathleen Kennedy saying it um, you know, to the people at Star Wars Celebration? Mm-hmm. So all signs are pointing to no, it's not canceled. Right. I've heard those rumors as well. Until I hear from either of those people or a trusted trade tells me it's done – I'm going to say no. I think it's still out there. I'll go one more level with this. There There's no way Ryan would still be tweeting about Star Wars if he was out of the equation. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. No one would want to inflict paper cuts and then pour pickle juice on them on themselves. Right. And I don't think Ryan would do that for his career. It would make no sense. Right. And so to I, the fact that he's still tweeting about it, going back and forth with the fans about it, mm-hmm. tells me he's still very much in the mix yeah. and not out at all. Yeah. And I've said it a number of times. 
Ryan Johnson, people are wondering why he is still doing this mm. because, you know, The Last Jedi was so divisive. Yeah. Well, there is there is that. There is the reactions to art and you can't change what the creators have done. You can go make your own fan film. You can go write your own script and try to get it to Filoni or Kathleen Kennedy. You can do whatever you want, but you can't change what's already done. And making movies is pretty tough. It sounds like Ryan Johnson made a Star Wars movie and everybody had a good time doing it. Yeah. And that's hard to do when you think that Lord and Miller were fired. Trevorrow was fired. Those were creative differences that yeah. they couldn't figure out. And Ryan Johnson is still here tweeting, as you pointed mm-hmm. out, saying I'm returning to a, a galaxy far, far away with Kathleen Kenny confirming that later over at Star Wars Celebration. So I'm not believing those rumors yet until I see something on, uh, you know, whether it's a, a trusted trader I hear from yeah. all of them myself. So, but that's it. That'll do it. That's Rule of Two. That's episode 41. That's in the books. Oh my God. Thank you so much, John Roca, for joining me. Thank you. Uh, for filling in for uh, Mark Fernandez next week. We will be back. And uh, for another, we are going to pre tape this time because it is Memorial, uh, Memorial Day. So we're going to be off. The office is going to be dark, but mm-hmm. don't worry. The Dark One himself, the Dark One? The Darth Lord there you go. himself, Christian Harloff, Darth Harloff himself will be pre-taping with Rulatu next week. We're scheduling that, and you'll get an all-new one. So uh, John Roca, at The Roca Says, yes, there on Twitter. Anything you want to plug upcoming that you'd like the kids out there to hear? Yeah, tomorrow we're going to record an episode, a next episode of The Deep Cut. I'm welcoming Yuri nice. Lowenthal onto the show, old friend of mine, and we're going to talk about his uh, work and how it relates to the causes that he supports and – uh, that move him and inspire him and drive him as a performer, as an actor. So that's a lot of fun. So look for that later on on Thursday. Uh, and, of course, Top Ten Show and Cinephiles this week. So a lot of stuff going on there in my life. Nice. And sports time on Friday. Come on. Sports time on Friday. John Roca, thank you, my friend, for coming. Thank uh, you, for, for being here, filling in for Mark Fernandez. As you know, guys, at Riley Around, you can find me there on Twitter. Follow at Mark Fernandez as well. Uh, hit him up and say you missed him. Uh, it was great uh, that you were able to fill in uh, and have some old far, far away action. So My pleasure. It was really great. So that is episode 41. If you're given the keys to Lucasfilm, what Star Wars movies you make, drop in those comments in the chat room. You can hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking. And we will see you next week on an all-new Rule of Two. <gasps> Rise. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.